Anyway, and, and so Dave and Lois are taking a much-needed rest, figuring out who each other are again, because they, you know, spend months apart at a time. And, uh, but the rest of the team is up here this morning. Uh, we, got, we landed on the Tuesday, and then Wednesday morning, uh, Ryan went in, and it was on the, on the Internet that he was going in for surgery, and people were like, what happened while he was on the trip, and all this kind of stuff. Nothing happened while we were on the trip. It was scheduled beforehand. He was going into the Soldice Clinic for a hernia operation. All right, so I had all these people saying, what happened to, to, to Ryan, you know? I uh, should have made something up. It would have been much more dramatic. Yeah, he was going in to have, you know, pressure remo- removed from the brain or something. I don't know. We could have come up with something. But he was in for hernia operation. So what he'd really like is for you to, you know, uh, give him a little punch right here. That would be, that would be awesome. He'd love that. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. We did. So uh, anyway, yeah, we did get into a mild fender bender while we were there. And, and uh, you, these guys were in the back and kind of slammed into the. Uh, you know, they're riding in the back, that thing you're not allowed to do here in Canada. They were doing that and kind of flew forward. Uh, uh, I was sitting in the cab with Mike, so I didn't end up uh, having anything. The seatbelt didn't even, it didn't even rub into my shoulder. It was, it was awesome. Um, but anyway, great team, and they, they, these guys were all fantastic. And so I'm going to have them come on up this morning and share with you uh, some of the adventure that they experienced and uh, share with you some of their story. Um, I've asked each one of them to just share a little bit with us this morning, uh, and uh, I, I just want you to put your hands together and, and welcome the, the team from 2020 that went up uh, and was part of the Ministry of Hope for All Children. All right. Uh, Dan's doing his best Magnum PI uh, imitation here this morning. Where's Chuck? Oh, we're going to get Caleb? All right, perfect. Caleb already uh, stole the show at uh, Junior Highs there uh, a, week, a couple weeks ago when he got back and did a great job preaching the Junior Highs. All right, come on down, you guys. All right. So where the, where's the mic? There it is. All right. So this was our, our team, and uh, we had one more. We had Steve Roberts uh, from Coburg. He was with us as well. Steve's been there a couple times before, so I think this was his third time there. And uh, he's also brought his uh, son and uh, his daughter with him. And then his other daughter went and lived at Hope for All Children for, I think, what was it, three months or something like that? Three months. So uh, for him, it was a bit of a homecoming as well. Uh, and so this is the team that we had going. And when I looked at this team when we were heading out, I was like, I don't know what it is we're going to be doing. You know, uh, uh, I, I, got, I got one contractor. I got a guy who owns a fire extinguisher company who's going to go in a country where they don't even have fire extinguishers in their buildings. Uh, I got a nurse. I, you know, I can put her to work, and Steve Roberts is a, is a nurse as well. So I thought, well, you we know, we can get her to work. Uh, I got a guy who's going in for hernia operation, so he's not going to be lifting anything. And, uh, and then I got Shazam here. So, and uh, I want you to know that I found out that Charmaine is absolutely crazy when I went down there. Uh, certifiable. I'm getting paperwork ready for her right now so that when she goes through airports and stuff, she can just hand them the paperwork, explains everything, they'll let her through. Uh, but anyway, uh, and so we just had, uh, you know, I thought, well, God, whatever you're going to do. And it turned out to be one of the, uh, the best teams I think God's ever put together. And we had such an awesome time, and everybody worked really hard. Everybody got along so extremely well. It was fantastic. And so sometimes you get, 
different, you know, personalities or whatever in conflict. Had none of that at all. It was absolutely fabulous. And so I just want to say to you guys, thank you so much for making my work easy. Uh, it was a pleasure and a delight. I take all of you again, even Charmaine. So I, I, take, I take all of you again. Uh, and uh, I just take some Prozac with me so that I could, you know, uh, but uh, it was absolutely awesome. And so I'm going to just uh, let you guys talk. Whoever wants to go first, here it is. There it is. Charmaine says it's me. Okay, go ahead, Shazam. Okay. Good morning, everybody. Um, the Philippines trip definitely changed my life in many more ways than I ever thought that it would. Um, seeing the team come together and work as hard as we did in all aspects, from loving on the kids to helping in the actual orphanage and putting our sweat, love, and blood into the actual place that we were at to help with the kids, um, as well as playing. We played hard, laughed hard, and had a lot of fun. But the deep connection that I feel to these guys has, has really changed, not only when I was there, but forever and now, for, for always especially Christy. She just got a place in my heart. I just absolutely adore her. But one of the things that I really felt the Lord changed so much of my vision of the youth there, they're, they are so hungry that they are just, they're coming to you. They're coming to you to pray. They're asking specifics of what they need in their lives. They're asking eagerly for you to pray over them. And they know, and they know in their spirit that God's going to change them through you. That just blew my mind. These kids were so hungry and so eager. That really just melted my heart. As well as the kids that actually, not just the orphans that live at Hope, but the kids that are being raised there by um, the Ginriches and the Baileys. Those kids are, are just absolutely amazing. And they're, they're reaching out to other kids and loving on other kids as well. And um, Hope isn't just a place for orphans to live. It's a place where they're learning to thrive and to be healed and to love and to thrive and to heal other people. It's not just for themselves for these kids, but they're actually able to go out into the world. These kids have desires and missions that they want to do to change the world. Not just where they are, where they are right now, but for the future. And that just totally blessed my heart. I didn't want to leave, but I will definitely be going back. Uh, really, anything I have to say is just gonna it's gonna echo what Charmaine said. I, I, we grew as a family here on on that trip, really and truly. I mean, we talk about family a lot in this church. This was this was just a family extension, a family vacation for us, really, to go and to what we thought was going to be a blessing to to others. Really, like we went there to bless and serve, and, and we did do that. Um, but I remember Adam and Nikki both telling uh, Christy and I. Uh, previous to going that, that you're going to be ministered to and blessed more than you're going to be a blessing and a minister to to them. And nothing could have been more true than that statement. Um, we started the trip, we all got there, one of the first days we were talking about uh, dreams and ambitions and, and what God's put in people's hearts. And, and when you see orphan kids and, and trafficking victims and, and, and all these kids dream because of what's going on at Hope House and what's going on at Hope for All Children, it blew my mind. I can't believe that these kids can even stand and walk and, and do what they do, let alone have dreams and ambitions. There are girls there that want to be artists and they want to be missionaries and for them to come out of what they've come out of and have that kind of dream and ambition in their life, it's, it's, it's testament to how Hope for All Children and Hope House 
restores. They don't just make these kids functional members of society and sort of send them out. They really restore them. It's actually not even them. It's God. Um, we talked to one of the girls who helps manage Hope House, and she didn't know what to do with, with regards to a lot of these girls that are coming in. And so she went to other places to sort of get curriculum ideas and, and, and how do we do this. And every Christian, non-Christian, it didn't matter. Every organization she went to, they said, don't worry about trying to restore these girls. You're not going to do it. Just, just make them functional and, and try and get them back into society. And she said, well, bully that. No way. God's bigger. What you're telling me is that God can't do it? She knew that God could. And she just prayed and Holy Spirit just invaded her and downloaded what Holy Spirit needed to download. And there are girls that have only been there for a year and they can smile and they can, and they can, they ministered to us. It was wild. I couldn't believe it. And, and if you've never been on a missions trip, the Philippines is the place to go. You are going to be so blessed. Uh, Kevin said that, that that place has a way of invading you and getting into your heart. I'm going again. Uh, we were there for a day and a half, and Christy and I were, we have to come again. We have to, like, this has to be a regular thing for us to be able to pour into this nation and have that nation actually pour into us was immense. Uh, I, if you haven't go, if you haven't gone, go. Seriously, it's, it, it, it's a game changer. It's a life changer. It is such a blessing to be able to be a blessing. But what we received is far more than what we gave. It was amazing. Oh, my goodness, guys, what's left to say? Um, you know, it's, it's interesting. Com- there was, let me just echo on what Barry was saying this morning with fear. Because there was a lot of fear surrounding me. If anybody knows me, you know that I'm... OCD, A-type personality. I've got an A, B, C, D, E, F plan. Adam's chuckling right now because he knows that he gave me advice and kind of coached me through it. Um, But there was a lot of fear. And my mother was actually begging me not to go to the Philippines. Um, My father thought I was going to be kidnapped and stuff when I went. And he's like, don't get into any white vans. And... (laughs) And it was actually really funny because the first day that we were there, we got into a white van with a stranger and went to a different part. I know. So, there, we, we brought it. We brought the candy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there was candy. I know. It was so awesome. Um, so, and it was ammo. Um, we did bring toothbrushes, too, but we, we brought lots of candy. Um. So, yeah, there was a lot of fear surrounding it. My mom was worried about the volcano and the coronavirus, and she was wondering about masks, and my dad thought we were going to be abducted. And, you know, there were tons of fear of people saying, don't go, don't go, don't go. And I am so happy that I have not broken the chain of listening to my mother because I didn't listen to my mother again, and I went to the Philippines, and it was the most rewarding and life-changing experience of my life, and I'm so happy that I went. This is, I am so happy the kids have been dismissed before I started sharing this. They did not say that yet. They didn't. <laughs> um, because the kids are so amazing, and for those of you that know me too, you know that my heart is with human trafficking awareness. Um, both internationally and locally, and I kind of took a break from it last year from hosting the walk from A21 because I wanted that research and experience and 
you know, to get more education about what these victims go through. And the Philippines gave me the most valuable education and experience that I could have possibly get, gotten anywhere else. Because Crystal already did the research. And she shared with me the most valuable advice. She's like, there are lots of places that are either clinical or they're, um, or they're just there to, you know, be a place for them to go. And she's like, the secret to human trafficking safe houses is Holy Spirit. She's like, the secret to them is Holy Spirit. Because at any given time, you could get one child who's going to trial, and then what are her needs? And then another girl went to trial, and she's reliving going to trial because of this child, so what is her need? Like, all those kids, there is not one a one-size-fits-all box or program that you could put them in except for Holy Spirit because he knows what their needs are at that time. And I am so excited for God to download that into me and to try and share that locally with all of you guys here. Um, I also want to just echo on the hunger that these kids have. And I want to share with you that you know how our pastors get um, a little frustrated when we're not on church on time? Well, we found out that that's an international thing. <laughs> that's not just us. That's over there, too. I, I'm just saying we get it honestly, apparently. But the hunger in them is incredible because what they made up for, they made up for their tardiness by their hunger. Because we had an altar call that night and we could not get the chairs moved out of the way fast enough for them to run to the altar. And Kevin's preaching that we want to pray for each and every one of them. And we're sitting there going, there's 10 of us. And a church full of them, how are we going to get to each and every one of these people? So we're just going through touching everybody's heads. And we just know that it's, it's not us that's sharing it, it's Jesus anyway. So as long as we're just sharing that with everybody, then um, God's able to do his thing. So, and echoing on Ryan, if you have not been on a mission trip, you need to go. Yeah. And if you have been on a mission trip, you need to go again. And we need to go to the Philippines more than once every eight years. <laughs> Six years. <laughs> um, yeah, the Philippines was just amazing. Thank you so much to the team. Thank you so much for, uh, to Kevin for taking us. The Baileys are amazing. The Grinriches are amazing. All the people over there are, are amazing. And I'm so happy to be back and um, to share that with all of you guys. And can't wait for you guys to come with us next time we go. Well, this was my, my second time going to the Philippines, and the first time was amazing. Um, we worked the whole time. Well, Kevin took a few people away and went and did some ministry stuff. And when I had the itinerary given to me about what we're doing this time, there's a lot of ministry stuff, and I was a little confused, and I thought, oh, okay. But that turned out to be, like, the biggest blessing in my life. Um, we got there the first two days. We're ministering worshiping and Kevin brought the word to minister to the people for hope for all children and that's when I got a vision of one of the young ladies from the Hope House I think she was 12 Hope her name was Hope and no her name was Hannah and uh, she was playing guitars leading worship with one of the other men and 
I just had this vision of her standing in front of this, a great crowd of people playing a guitar and playing with such skill and such joy in her heart that you could just see her just delighting herself in, in, in leading people into the presence of the Lord. Um, so the Lord gave me a few other words for her. So I was able to speak into her life. And then afterwards, the Lord told me to go buy her a guitar. And I brought some extra money to bless people with. And it was cool. Um, then the next day, or we went to church on Sunday, and then we went up into the mountains. And that was another really cool trip. The drive alone <laughs> is worth going back for. <laughs> up through mountains, through passes where you could only go on motorcycles. I don't know how this four-wheel drive truck got there. Um, through riverbeds, over boulders, up into the mountains where there's a community of Filipinos that are just so hungry for the Lord. They can't understand what you say in English, but they want you to pray for them. And that was so cool. We met some people that had medical needs, um, but they were so happy to see us. And we were able to pray. Um, the night before we went up into the mountains, I shared with their team um, a very impactful part of my life when I was at Coburg Camp with Barry, and I was one of his 25-year-old young adults, youth leaders, and I, they called us all up to the front and said, hey, all the youth leaders, come on up here and stand up here. So I, I was hesitant to go, and Barry said, get up there. You're a youth leader. So I get up there, and I thought, oh, okay, they're going to pray for us. Good. Um, I could use some prayer. And then they said, okay, anybody here that has a need, come and stand in front of these people, and they're going to pray for you for healing. And my heart just went, oh, my word. You know, I got to pray for somebody in public. Um, and this guy stands in front of me. And I was hoping nobody would stand in front of me so I could go sit down. This guy stands in front of me, and um, just a young kid, and he goes, I can't hear out of my ear. I'm deaf in one ear, and I'm thinking, oh, my goodness. You know, I don't know how to pray for you. I don't want to pray for you. I just want to go hide. I have no faith that you're going to get healed. You know, I just want to run. And I'm sitting here, and I'm thinking, okay, okay, pray in the Holy Spirit, pray in the Holy Spirit. And then I couldn't. I just, it was just, I was just a blank. And then I just put my hand on him, said, Lord, heal him. And then he turned around and went away. And I went and sat down. And I had no faith that he was going to get healed. <laughs> the next day, he tracked me down, and he says, when you prayed for me, I went around, I turned around, and I could hear perfectly out of that ear. Yeah. And... <clears throat> Our God is such an amazing God. It's not that he used me. He used the faith of that young man standing in front of me. And that's what the Lord's told me in worship today. All these years, 22 years later, you know, I thought, oh, the glory was just, I was just being obedient. I didn't want it. He just used me. But he used the faith of that young man. So we were up in the mountains, and these people were so hungry, and they were there, and they didn't know God very much. But they wanted, they had faith. So we were able to pray for those people. And the little kids were so cute. Oh, man. <laughs> Praying for them was like the best thing for me. Um, so that was really cool. Um, we had a great time. I went with Kevin three days in a row to their fire school. And they had worship. Kevin preached on sonship. Oh, I've never heard. I know you've preached a lot on sonship and the heart of the father and all that stuff. It's just my connection on Sunday mornings with work and stuff. I've never heard it like that, and it blessed my heart so much to hear it from the father of our house. You know, oh, it just blew me away. 
anyways, we were able to pray for them, and it ministered to me more being with Kevin for those three days than it was working away at Building Start. It was so cool. The last day, or no, one of those days, we were able to go to the mall because we were done early. The perk of being done early on ministry stuff. And so we went to the mall, and we had coffee and steak. And Anyways, I wanted to buy this guitar for this girl because the Lord said to, and the Lord gave me a word, new, not used, that she would be writing new music, not just playing someone else's music, and that he, she was going to bring people into her life to bring new equipment and new finances so she could do things with excellence. So Ryan went with me, and we're at the mall to their guitar store. And it happened to be, I don't know, they sold Gibsons. They sold all some high-end stuff. So we found, he helped me because I don't know anything about guitars. We found this really cool guitar for her and a case and, and all this cool stuff. And we didn't know if we were able to give it to her because of the issues of, you know, you're in a hope house, and one girl gets something really extravagant, and the other ones don't. But they worked it out. They said, yes, you can give it to her. So we gave it to her on the party boat that we went on on the last day and she was so blown away she was so blown away I have a video of it anyways but the cool part is because you're always thinking Lord is this the right thing to do she had a friend three days earlier that was in the Hope House that had a dream that a man was going to give her a brand new guitar three days earlier than that she didn't share that with anybody except for Hannah and they talked back and forth about it and then as soon as I gave her the guitar, they went and told the leader of the Hope House that they had that dream. And then she came and told me. So it was like a confirmation from the Lord that, you know, things, he's amazing God. He works things out in all the details. And we're just, we're there to be a blessing. But we get blessed so much going there. And I'll go back again and I'll take people back with me. So, I mean, that was, that was sort of like the highlight going and ministering to people in the mountains and the guitar thing was so cool with that with the follow-up testimony they had a dream that something amen. Was gonna be done. Amen. amen those of you who don't know dan i'll tell you when you go on a trip like this you see the teddy bear and this guy come out and kids just flock to him he's oh, yeah. he's got kids hanging off him he's he's rocking kids he's holding kids he's his hands are never empty because there's always some kids on him and uh I'll tell you, uh, you know, he may be a U.S. Marine, intimidating, all that kind of stuff. Not to those kids. They, just, they go right past it, and they see the heart, and uh, it's fantastic, and it was a real blessing to have Dan there again. Amen. Amen. Go ahead, Kim. When I was getting ready to, co to come to the Philippines, I wasn't really expecting what I saw. I was just expecting to have a fun time on beaches and swimming and a bunch of work. I wasn't that excited for the work part, but even the work is a vacation in the Philippines. It is definitely worth it. The worship there was amazing because most of the churches that we went to, they had a bunch of dancers doing the exact same moves at the front. It was so crazy and cool. And when we were uh, singing Reckless Love for one of the songs, I just felt this awesome, overwhelming feeling of happiness, and I had no idea what it was. But when I got back, my mom told me it was the presence of God. Philippines is amazing. Yeah, not much to say after everybody else and after the first one and the second one saying, not much left to say. 
No, definitely went and as a contractor, oh yeah, I'm gonna go help build. That's what I do. <laughs> that that's what I'm here for. Quickly changed to no, no, you're here for the people. And when our our first day up at Hope, um, that's that's when you know we got to meet the kids and a lot of the staff. And okay, yeah, I'm here for the kids. I'm here for the people. And yeah, I get to use my skills, or well, not my skills. Um, I ended up plumbing. That's not my skill set. <laughs> got through it. Um, but still, just being able to to use what my skills are, what my training is, to be able to invest in in the the Hope community, um, and just being able to encourage them, like everybody's been saying, it ends up being a much bigger encouragement to yourselves. Um, ten out of ten, do recommend. Um, can't wait till we can get to go go back. Amen. Thanks very much. Um, uh, Chuck and I are both now certified plumbers in the Philippines. I got the help. He's an apprentice, yeah. Uh, uh, I was already a certified electrician. I installed a fan there a few years ago. Uh, so, uh, but um, just an amazing time. I want, I want to just bless you guys and say thank you so much for uh, pouring your heart in. When I got the itinerary from Mike, I was kind of like, uh-oh, you know, the guys that are coming to work are going to go, what? Because he's got to spend two days just in ministry with his staff. So we landed on the Thursday. We left on Tuesday, but you lose a day. Landed on Thursday. And, uh, you know, then basically, you know, don't do anything that day because you're exhausted from being in the air 40 hours. And then the next day, Friday and Saturday, we spent at the, the Hope House just with the staff, doing everything from playing volleyball to, you know, ministering to the, to the staff. And, you know, and I was wondering what's going on in the minds of the team because I'm thinking, you know, the construction people are probably going, aren't we going to work? And, uh, you know, um, but it was, it was such a perfect combination of time. And, and getting to know the, the heart of the people, the strategy with Mike was he wanted them to get to know the heart of the people that they're there to serve. You know, if you can identify with their heart and with their need and who they are and what they bring, then you're going to want to serve them even more. And so the team did just such an awesome job ministering with and, and to the, the people that were there. And so I just want to thank you guys um, and bless you and say I'm happy to take you guys again. And uh, how, how, how Charmaine got the name? We're down in Melita. And, and Kevin Cracknell, he's been there from the beginning with the Baileys, basically. And he, he's in Melita uh, running the ministry down there. And it's about three and a half, four hours down the coast from Davao, where we uh, were ministering to. So uh, anyway, Kevin's standing up, and he's, he decided he was going to introduce our team, and he got to Charmaine, and he couldn't remember her name, and he said, and Shazam there, uh, you know, and, uh, and then the name stuck, right? So, uh, you know, it was like Shazam. So anyway, and then it became uh, one of those things throughout the rest of the trip. At one point, we're all jammed into the cab of the truck, and I've got like maybe this much space, you know, and my legs are cramped, so I'm sitting here doing this, and Charmaine just looks and she goes, well, why don't you just put your feet up on the dash and stretch them out? And I said, oh, sure, I'll just unfold them and put them up on the dash. Maybe I'll stick them out the window while I'm at it. And then I looked at her and I just said, 
Yep, I said, Shazam, saving the world one helpful solution at a time, you know? And, and then Mike started laughing, and then Charmaine, when she gets laughing, if you don't know this, she really gets laughing, she snorts. And so Mike then couldn't hardly stay on the road. He ends up stopping in the middle of the road, and he stops right in the middle of a crosswalk because he can't see to drive anymore because he was laughing so hard. So uh, it was just one of those things. It was... So funny, absolutely incredible, and I just want to bless you guys and say thank you, thank you, thank you for making this trip such an awesome time for me as well, and I bless you. I look forward to, to having you come with us again, and uh, can, you just, uh, can you just stretch your hands out toward the team, because there's a lot that happens in, a life, in your life on a missions trip, and sometimes when you come back, what ends up happening is you get all kinds of cultural shock on the other side. You come back and you're like, why do people have to spend money in this? Why do people do that? Why is this so important to people? And you get all that stuff going through your head. And I want you to just to pray that what God did in their hearts on this trip would be sealed by the Holy Spirit in their life. So just stretch your hands out toward them this morning. Uh, and, and Adam and Nikki, can you guys come on up here? And, and Bradley, you come on up too. You guys live there. You know what we're talking about. Come and lay hands on them and, and pr pray for them and agree with them this morning. And uh, we would love that. That would be awesome. So let's just pray this morning. Father, we thank you so much for all that, God, you have done in and through the lives of this team. I thank you, Father, for what you've built and poured into them. I thank you, Father, for the work that they were able to do. They went to serve. They went to be a blessing, and I thank you for it. But, God, you've done things in their hearts and in their lives that have transformed them as well. And, Father, I thank you for it today, and I pray, God, in Jesus' name, that the things that have been formed in them by the power of the Holy Spirit, Father, the things that have been shaped in them, the things that are being worked into them, Father, would bring forth much fruit, uh, more fruit, and fruit that remains in Jesus' name. Father, we bless them today. We thank you for them, Lord, and we are amazed at your goodness in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Woo! Amen. Well, um, we got, we're at 35, 1135 here. I want to play uh, a video if I could. And uh, can you just make sure the volume is good for this, Sheldon? And um, <clears throat> this, is, uh, this is a video I put, I am not an iMovie expert by any stretch of the imagination. So uh, nobody's allowed to laugh uh, at my editing abilities. You just have to enjoy the show, all right? So... <laughs> So here we go. The audio doesn't start for a few seconds. Should we turn the lights down more? Yeah. Should the main lights be down? No, they're fine. They're fine.
Sometimes on this journey, get lost in my mistakes. But looks to me like weakness is a canvas for your strength. And my story isn't over, my story's just begun. And failure won't define me, if that's what my father does. Yeah, failure won't define me, if that's what my father does.
some of you might remember a few weeks ago when we talked about kingdom builders and you know I wanted to just remind you this morning that uh, part of our purpose this year is focus back on the Philippines to help get the building finished the big structure you see is the orphanage and uh, you think man that's that's a lot of work to get done they just started on it in the fall and they've already brought it to where you see it that big building and then they took on the project of ambitious project of building the school right beside it that longer white building is the school that you saw them crawling around on the roof working on and so the students will have the orphanage to live in and they'll have the school right beside it where they're going to class and uh, throughout the day and uh, right now Bailey's original house is being used as the orphanage and it's full of kids and uh, and then they had to build a new house behind it because when they adopted Adam you saw their family picture there and the one Filipino boy is their adopted son Adam who's now six I think and uh, Adam is hilarious and uh, uh, thinks he runs the whole place, no question about it. But the government wouldn't allow them to have uh, adopt Adam and also have the kids that were in the orphanage in the same house. And they said, you can't have an adopted Filipino and then Filipino orphans all in the same home. Uh, and he said, why? We want them to feel just as much our family as Adam. But they said, no, it just it, it, it doesn't work with the kids or whatever they so they had to build another house for their family right behind their home and they gave their home up to the uh to the uh, orphans for the children to live there and uh so last time we were there six years ago we built the gingrich's house and worked on that and then uh, to see all the work they've done so to finish this project they need to uh, finish off the uh, inside of the building they got to tile the floor and windows and and to complete the nine bathrooms between the school and the the orphanage so they need 34,000 I mean 60,000 to do all that but the windows the floor and the bathrooms equals 34,000 and so uh, that our goal this year is to help them raise that $34,000 to be able to get the project finished we believe we can do it last year I think we uh, we committed a 25,000 I think it was for the tractor toward the tractor and then another 19,000 for the roof that you saw completed there uh, on the orphanage and so we can do it amen and uh, we just need your help to be able to do that and uh, if you want to know a, a better place you can spend your money I can't think of one on planet Earth, and then all the team will tell you the same thing there's no better place that you can invest your money than in in what the Baileys are doing amen praise the Lord it's late it's quarter two team preached long and hard this morning they did great. Uh, could we just stand together? I just wanted to say as well, Ryan preached his first time through a translator on the last Sunday we were there. Come on, man. And uh, he, he went, and Christy, they went to another church, and, and so we kind of split the team up on the last Sunday morning, and Ryan did his first sermon ever through a translator, and found out that after he did a whole two and a half paragraphs, that he had to pause and let the actual translator catch up. Uh, that usually happens, but uh, fantastic, and so awesome to have all those experiences. Um, we want you to keep the, the Baileys in your prayers. Uh, we're hoping that they're going to be able to come up. They're coming home uh, for three months of uh, furlough, uh, and they're arriving in June. And then uh, their son, Nathan, is going to be staying in uh, the States. He's going to a university, uh, Patrick Henry University in Virginia, so studying law. And so uh, I know for mom and dad, this is the first time one of their kids is going to be separated from them. So keep them in prayer. And I've told Nathan he could just come on up here on the weekends if he wanted. We'd all take him in. And, uh, and so he's pretty excited about his privilege and honor to go to university and uh, 
And so we just need to ask prayer for them. Amen? What an awesome crowd you guys are this morning. Uh, you know, <clears throat> mission work is fantastic. I call them victory vacations around here because it's victory in your life and in theirs. And uh, we're all about winning. Amen? Uh, for, in my life, there's only, I'm only in, have two positions in my life. I'm either winning or learning. Right? I'm winning or learning. And, uh, you know, I don't look at, at, at things as losing. I'm winning or learning. And I want to be in one of those postures all the time. Does everybody understand what I'm saying? And so if you're in a situation where you're not seeing things add up, then you say, God, what are you trying to teach me right now? I'm here to learn. I'm laying my life out before you to, so I can learn so that I end up walking in the victory you've called me to walk in. Amen? So, Father, we just thank you today. We give you praise. We're so excited about what you're doing on the other side of the world. Lord, what you've done in this team and what you're going to continue to do as we move forward, we are so thrilled about. God, we thank you for the hunger that is in this generation uh, in the Philippines. Uh, that church at the end where people saw the, the, the people around the altar in the video. Father, there was like five, 600 young people there in, in the audience and probably 80% of them were under uh, 30 years of age. And Father, hungering for God, uh, Lord, anxious for God to do something deep in the lives of their nation. And Father, we thank you for the blessing. We thank you for all that you are doing. And we're saying more, Lord, more in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 I would encourage you to come out and talk to the team. They're, they would love to talk to you, share with them. They've all got videos on their phones and all kinds of stuff. I could have went going for about six hours. But uh, they would love to hear from you. Love to be a blessing. Have a great day.